Let's be honest, no one likes to shop for insurance. It isn't fun or exciting like buying a new sweater or smartphone. It's a chore. So once you make your decision, you're done. You've got your coverage, you pay your premiums, and never really think about it again. In the long run, that's a mistake that can cost you thousands of dollars. I'm Herb Weisbaum, the Consumer Man, a contributing editor at Checkbook.org. Welcome to Consumerpedia at Checkbook.org. We're the nonprofit that helps consumers select services, avoid trouble, and save money. Because we don't accept any advertising or take money from any business we recommend, you can rely on Checkbook.org to be completely independent and objective. Now, here's the host of Consumerpedia, America's consumer expert, the consumer man, Herb Weisbaum. In this episode, how much can you save by shopping around for a new auto insurance policy? Are there ways to make that comparison shopping easier? And which insurance companies provide the best customer service? Checkbook's executive editor Kevin Brassler is here to answer all of those questions for us. Hey, Herb. So, Kevin, I can think of four reasons why most people who have auto insurance look for a new policy. Their current policy gets canceled, they have an accident or get ticketed so their premiums go up, they get married or divorced, or, Mr. Bressler, they have kids who've grown up and are ready to start driving. Yeah, I'm in the situation where I have a daughter who's about to reach driving age, and uh, I, I'm not necessarily worried for her or my safety. I'm much more worried about my premiums going up because she, so far, has is, is proven to be a pretty good driver. But yeah, our, our costs are going to go way up, so it's time to shop around and make sure I'm not overpaying. Okay, so before Meredith gets behind the wheel, you're going to go look around see who can give you the best deal. As we discussed in our podcast about homeowner's insurance, I need to shop around for that policy also. So this is a good time to do so. The more expensive your policy, the bigger risk insurance companies see you, the more opportunities there are to save just because you're paying so much more for coverage you likely can find a company that can insure you for far less than what you're paying now. So auto insurance is expensive. The average cost of car insurance has increased 29% since 2018, with a 25% jump in the last two years, according to a new report from LendingTree. Nationwide, the average premium is expected to go up another 13% this year. Kevin, what is going on? Why such dramatic price increases? Well, there's two things. Uh, one uh, is that everyone is driving more. I mean, we're no longer you know, hunkered down at home in isolation for uh, the pandemic. Uh, so claims are up. And when there are more claims, insurers have to pay more to settle them. Another thing is the costs of auto body repairs are way, way up. I mean, parts prices are through the roof. Uh, but probably even more important than that, the prices of used cars have remained high. So before, the value of used cars you know, used to drop pretty quickly, you know, including right after you bought a new car. Uh, but now, because the prices of used cars remain high, they're retaining their value for longer. So instead of giving us a break on our auto insurance premiums or flattening out their rates as our cars get older, we're seeing price increases to cover the cost of insuring more expensive vehicles. So that's reason number one. And what is reason number two? Well, another part of this is just corporate greed, really. Uh, insurance companies, they know their customers, for the most part, they won't shop around before renewing their policies. And so, you know, most of us just year after year stick with the same company and don't know to shop around or don't think to shop around or don't know that, you know, we might save a lot by doing that shopping around. Uh, if the insurance companies know that we're likely just to renew with them and stick with them, you know, why not raise their rates? They're not going to lose much from doing so. And, and the flip side is they're going to have a lot more in revenue. The real shame of this is that during the pandemic, when we weren't driving, insurers saw massive profit windfalls. I mean, they basically had very few claims to pay. And so, you know, did we see a big price break because of that? Did we get a fat refund check from our auto insurance companies? 
Uh, I didn't. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, was, a few companies paid, you know, especially mutual companies, paid out larger than usual dividends to their policyholders, and a few did issue small refunds. But largely, auto insurance companies, if they gave you a break at all, it was only if you renewed with them. Uh, but overall, insurance companies just kept those massive profits, those big windfalls. Uh, it's not as if they set aside all that extra money for a rainy day when they had to pay more claims like they do now. Uh, and instead, you know, they did things like they bought back stock. Uh, you know, they just gave bigger dividends to their shareholders. Uh, and now that they have to settle more claims, now that their costs have gone up, they in turn are just jacking up our rates. So the best way to fight a rate hike is to shop around for a better price. As we discussed in episode 40, that's true with homeowner's insurance. And as checkbook shoppers discovered, it's also true with auto insurance. We found huge price differences from company to company for the exact same drivers, cars, and regions. Yeah, I mean, even if your rates haven't been drastically increased, I think really everyone needs to shop around for the best auto insurance rates every few years. And while you're doing that, you may as well also shop for the best homeowner's insurance rates. And the reason is, is we find that some companies charge thousands of dollars more in premiums for the exact same policy, the same drivers, the same cars, everything. I mean, there's this myth out there that companies, for the most part, charge the same prices for auto insurance. And that's just not true at all. And a lot of people believe you get rewarded for sticking with a company for loyalty, and that's not true either, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think a lot of drivers say, well, I haven't had any claims or I haven't had many tickets or accidents. And when I get my renewal papers from my insurance company, there's this big fat discount for being a loyal customer or whatever. The thing is, other insurance companies, if you've been a good driver, they know that about you also. They all share data. And so other companies might be willing to give you a bigger price break to attract your business. Uh, the only way you're going to find out which companies charge the lowest rates is to shop around periodically. So based on that shopping around the checkbook did, how much can most drivers expect to save by shopping around? So we found almost all of us can save about $500 per year, every year by shopping around for better rates and switching coverage if you find a lower cost company. Some families, especially if you've had an accident or some tickets, or if you're in my case and you're gonna have a teenage driver on your policy, those families will save even more because their premiums are higher. They can possibly save $1,500 a year or more by switching coverage to a lower cost company. Uh, so for our latest report, we gathered rates from major insurers for several sample policyholders in each of our seven metro areas. And each of our sample policyholders would have saved more than $1,000 a year by signing on with the lowest cost companies. Wow, that's a big difference. By the way, for those who are saying, well, my old policy just renewed, you don't have to wait for another renewal to come up to see if you could save money by switching companies, right? Just go ahead and do it. Yeah, there's really no reason to wait. By law, if you switch your insurance to a different company, even if you've prepaid premiums to your old company, if you cancel with them, they have to send you a refund for the unused share of anything you've paid for. So, you know, waiting another four months or whatever for your policy to get near its renewal date, it just means you're going to continue to overpay with your current company. Now, this is really important. If you switch, make sure you sign up with the new company before you cancel your old policy. Mm -hmm. uh, and all of us really need to make sure we continue to pay our premiums that we don't get dropped. Because if you have a lapse in auto insurance coverage, it will drastically increase your rates with any company. Insurance companies, especially auto insurance companies, they really don't like policyholders who have gone without coverage even for a day. I mean, they see those folks as, as big insurance risks. 
Really good tip. You know, it is a bit of a pain to do this shopping, and there are a lot of websites out there that promise to help consumers find the best auto insurance rate, but checkbook cautions that they don't really work. Yeah, they're horrible. I mean, all these companies that say, oh, you know, we'll gather your information and give you a bunch of different insurance quotes. They don't really do that. For our study, I personally tested more than 25 of these websites, and none of them gave me a binding quote. I mean, I think like two of those websites gave me one rate for American Family, and the rate I got from it, it was really high. Uh, the only thing I found that these sites did for me was unleash you know, a bunch of hungry and desperate, sleazy salespeople upon me who would in turn, I guess, you know, send me to a real insurance agent and get a cut of the commission if I signed up for coverage with them. But they didn't give me a bunch of quotes to compare a- at all. Instead, no, what you're going to have to do is collect rates from each of the major insurance companies on your own. Fortunately, most companies have slick rate quoting websites these days. I mean, it's pretty easy to get an insurance quote from them. And also, it's easier to get a binding rate for auto insurance online. It's far easier to do that for auto insurance than it is for homeowners coverage. Because with homeowners, you know, usually they want to inspect your home and there's a lot of, you know, this lengthy underwriting process. For auto insurance, usually you can, you know, within only 10 minutes or so of plugging in information, uh, get a binding quote from one company. And so it's going to take a few hours to do the shopping around. But in the end, you know, I think most of us would say, well, spending a few hours to save $1,000 is worth my time. Absolutely. And it's a good idea to contact an independent insurance agent. They usually work with a bunch of companies and can help compare prices and policies for you. That's what I've done. And I found it to be really helpful. This time, I wound up changing companies thanks to a suggestion from my broker. And I saved $1,000 for the homeowners and auto policies. I had $1,000 in one year. That's a big deal. So knowledgeable independent agents are a great resource. Uh, Some insurance companies, they only work through independent agents. That's going to be the only way you can get quotes for some companies. Just know that when you're getting quotes from independent agents, they won't give you price quotes for companies like Geico or Progressive or other companies that are called direct writers, companies that only write policies themselves and don't pay out commissions to these independent agents. And the thing is, we often find that those companies, those direct writers, they have the best pricing. Okay, so which auto insurance companies have the lowest prices? We're going to talk to Kevin about that next. I'm Herb Weisbaum, the Consumer Man, and this is Consumerpedia, powered by Checkbook.org. Okay, you're ready to shop around for a new auto insurance policy. Checkbook has price comparisons and quality ratings for dozens of insurance companies in these metro areas. Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia, Seattle, San Francisco, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Washington, D.C. If you live in or around one of these seven cities and haven't joined Checkbook yet, check us out. Get a free 30-day subscription to all our ratings by going to checkbook.org slash consumerpedia. Checkbook researchers collected thousands of auto insurance rates. So which companies did the best for price? So unfortunately, there was no clear price winner. I'll say that you know Geico and Progressive, by and large, did often quote low prices. Progressive especially was often a consistent low price option for most of our sample policyholders. These days, property insurance companies use such complicated algorithms that every consumer's mileage is going to vary in terms of which companies will offer them the best rates. It's gotten just incredibly complicated how these companies calculate their prices. 
you know, nearly to the point that our, that our own research, all these you know, price quotes we collected, these sample prices can only be considered like anecdotal. And I don't think drivers should look at our results and say, well, now that company was the least expensive for that family, so it'll be low priced for me. It might be, but it might not be. Mm. I can tell you, though, that State Farm, which after Geico is the largest auto insurance writer in most states, typically doesn't offer low rates. And neither does Farmers, which is also a top five rider in most states. Uh, Amica, which gets stellar ratings from its customers for claims paying quality, it also offered high rates for almost all of our sample families. And some companies like USAA, it used to offer consistently low rates, but it doesn't necessarily now. It was on the higher price side for a lot of our families. So, you know, again, we're coming back to this, that if you haven't shopped for auto insurance in a long time, you'll probably be surprised by how much you can save by switching, especially if you've been with, say, State Farm or Farmers or one of those big companies for years and years, because a lot of times these companies, you know, you're paying a high rate and they're not going to lower your rate because they don't think they're going to lose you because you just keep renewing with them. Sure. Kevin, a lot of people don't know this, but in most states, insurance companies use credit scores to set their rates. Is that a significant factor in deciding how much they're going to charge? Yeah. So in states that allow insurers to use credit scores, it's the biggest factor in terms of whether you'll pay a high or a low rate with that company. They also use other factors like occupation and education and even whether they think you might bother to shop around for insurance and in deciding what rate to offer you. In states that allow them to use credit scoring, it's become the most important variable in what you'll pay. Uh, we and other consumer groups that have studied this have found that those with poor credit scores tend to pay three times more than those with good scores for the exact same policies, cars, driver profiles, and everything. Now, some states, to their credit, are reconsidering allowing credit scores. For example, it's already banned in California and Massachusetts, and in Maryland, insurance companies cannot use credit scores to set auto insurance rates, although they can use it for homeowners coverage. Here where I live, in Washington state, they're also considering several laws to prevent it. Do you think all states should ban this practice? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my biggest problem is that there's no transparency anymore in terms of how companies set their rates. In states that allow insurance companies to use credit scores and other kind of unknown factors to set their rates, uh, insurance companies in those areas, they basically get to claim that the formulas they're using are proprietary and they get to keep them a secret, even though the factors and algorithms that they're using dominate their decisions about how much they're going to charge for coverage. And so by keeping these formulas a secret, they're circumventing the laws that were put in place by every state to prevent racial discrimination. And insurance companies have a long and terrible history of racial discrimination. And I'd argue what they're doing today effectively is discrimination. Uh, insurance companies, they argue all the time that they're simply rating individuals according to risk. I mean, their the representatives repeat this over and over again. They say the risk sets the rate. But the effect of what they're doing here simply is that they're charging minorities a lot more for insurance. They may be using proxies to do that, like credit scores and occupation or whatever. But the real effect is that blacks especially are paying a lot more for insurance than whites. And it's because of these secret factors that they've baked into their algorithms. The reason most states require insurance companies to file their rates with them to begin with is that insurers used to discriminate against black people. And now they're doing that again, only this time the rate filings they send are meaningless because, you know, they don't have to explain their real reason for how they're setting their rates. You know, they say, oh, it's proprietary information, so we're not going to disclose how we've made these decisions. But mostly they're using credit scores and other things that they really don't have anything to do with driver risk, you know, how risky that driver might be to insure. 
And they say, well, our data shows that there's a correlation between credit scores and whether you're likely to file a claim. And they leave it at that. And that's their answer. And that's the response to the insurance commissioners. If I had my credit score drop tomorrow for something I did, like I forgot to pay a bill or something, am I all of a sudden a worse driver? Am I all of a sudden riskier? But to them, that seems to make sense. Yeah, I mean, their logic is that you know, you're know you more likely to file a claim if you have a low credit score. Well, of course you are more likely to file a claim because you don't have enough money to maybe pay for the damages to your car on your own. But the problem here is that there's just this lack of transparency. These companies no longer have to disclose how they made these decisions in the first place. You know, every state has laws in terms of what insurance companies have to do in terms of setting their rates, in terms of filing information about how they made these decisions. But these days, insurance companies get around those requirements by saying essentially, well, we have this proprietary formula and we don't have to share it with you. I just think if there were more transparency here, it would be a far better system. And also it would eliminate this big danger, which is already occurring, of having effectively discrimination baked into their rates. And most credit reports, as we've reported many times before, contain tons of errors. That's really important. So they're basing the decision on information that could be inaccurate. I mean, this is what's really frustrating is that insurance companies know that. They know that credit reports contain a lot of errors. They know that when there there are errors, that they're difficult to get corrected. And yet they continue to rely on this information that they know is faulty. So let's say you have a low credit score or even maybe you've had a few accidents or a couple of tickets and therefore have really high rates. What kind of things can you do to lower those premiums? The most important thing, again, is to start by shopping around. I mean, especially if companies view you as a higher risk, they might charge you higher rates than they do others. But most companies, they want to make sure they have something to sell to everyone who comes looking. So if you have to pay a lot for coverage, it means that you'll find even bigger price variation out there among the different insurance company options. And so therefore, you'll have bigger opportunities to save. All of us should also consider increasing our deductibles to save money. You get usually a big price break by moving from, say, a $500 deductible to a $1,000 deductible. Especially for auto insurance, it's important, you know, you want to avoid making claims for minor problems like, you know, cracked windshield. If you make too many of these small claims, your insurer, they may drop you altogether. And once that happens, other companies, they'll only insure you at a very high price. Another tip is if you have an older car, uh, one way to save on insurance costs is to drop collision and comprehensive coverage once your car's value drops below $5,000 or so. Because at that point, there's really no point in paying a lot of money to insure your car's value because your car isn't worth that much anymore. You know, when it comes to insurance, price is important, but so is service. And some companies do a much better job of taking care of their policyholders. Which ones? Well, that's straight ahead. I'm Herb Weisbaum, and you're listening to Consumerpedia, powered by Checkbook.org. Consumerpedia Fast Facts. According to USA Today, the cheapest best-selling cars to insure are the Subaru Outback and Subaru Crosstrek. Car insurance rates vary by state. USA Today finds drivers of best-selling vehicles in Vermont enjoy the lowest average rates, 52% less than the national average. Louisiana drivers pay the highest average rates, 70% more than the national average. Only six states have average annual premiums below $2,000. Idaho, Maine, North Carolina, Ohio, Oregon, and Vermont. Checkbook also rates insurance companies for service quality. The standouts here are Amica, USAA, 
Erie, which is available in some states, and Chubb. But Kevin, you think cost is more important than quality for this transaction? Yeah, so we collected ratings from consumers who had dealt with their auto insurers for claim service. Uh, We also surveyed auto body shops and asked them to rate insurance companies for treating their customers fairly. Uh, And we also analyzed complaint histories with state insurance departments. Overall, I'd say that most companies got poor ratings for claims quality. As you mentioned, there are a few standouts, but I think that most drivers should make their decisions based on costs. Service quality, it's like a tiebreaker if two companies quote similar rates. But you know, even if the middling company offered me really low rates, I'd still switch to it. Most policyholders are with companies that provide no better service than what they get from low-cost options. I mean, it's not as if State Farm gets stellar ratings when we survey their policyholders. They're about the same as most other insurers. Uh, so you may as well switch to you know Geico or Progressive or whatever from Farmers and State Farm to save $1,000 a year because you're not going to pay some kind of service quality penalty for doing that. And also, you know, the odds of having to make a really complicated claim, they're pretty low. I'd rather get the $1,500 a year savings than say, well, you know, maybe I'll stick with this company because it might do a better job of paying my claims if I have them. What we found is that, you know, even among the worst companies, you know, they do pay the claims. It just might be a bit of a hassle to deal with them. And if you do have an accident, one way to ensure that your claims get paid fairly and you get good work is to take your car to a top-rated auto body shop and have them deal with your insurer. Yeah, this is key. A lot of auto insurance companies, they push their customers to take their cars to approved shops or to like drive-in appraisal centers. If there's just a small dent or a very minor repair, that's fine. You can get you know a check written or you can get the repairs done very quickly and efficiently. But if there's any chance that there's significant damage to your car, take it to the best body shop in your area. We evaluate body shops in our seven metro areas and can help you identify the best ones. Uh, The reason is that you need that body shop as your advocate to push your auto insurance company to make sure that the shop repairs the car to the point that is just like it was before the accident. I mean, after all, that's what your contract with the auto insurance company says it has to do. But unfortunately, many insurance companies look to skimp and really, you know, for lack of better words, screw over their customers By having a good auto body shop in your corner, it can communicate with your insurance company and make the case for why you need repairs done a certain way. Insurance companies are always running ads promising big savings if we have them cover our homes and our cars. Does this bundling make sense? Will it save us money? Yeah, so some companies do offer what are called dual policy discounts. Uh, And you should factor in these potential savings when shopping around. But what you need to know is that most companies only offer about a 5 or 10% discount uh, for doing that bundling. So if you're with a really expensive company, even if it offers a 5 or 10% bundling discount, that's not going to make that expensive company inexpensive. It's not going to cut your rate by $1,500, which is what you might see by switching your coverage to the lowest cost company out there. What we often find is that the companies that charge the lowest rate for coverage, they don't offer those dual policy discounts or they don't offer very big discounts. But overall, because your price is going to be so much lower by switching to them, you don't have to worry so much about that. It's not something that you should really concern yourself with. I mean, I think it does make sense to shop for your home and auto policies together, but just know that you might want to split up your auto and home policies to two different companies if that's the way you can save the most money. Optional coverages can really drive up those premium costs. Are there some that we should consider when shopping around? 
What we found is most of the policy features that insurance companies and their agents push, they're really not worth that much. I mean, don't buy rental car coverage. It sounds like a good deal. And every single company pushes these optional coverages, but they just don't do that much for you. I mean, basically, these add-ons will cover the cost of a rental car while your car is in a shop if you need repairs made. But they limit the payouts for that type of policy to like $900. So you shouldn't pay $75 or $100 a year to maybe get you know a maximum of $900 in benefit. It is, though, definitely worth bumping up your liability coverage to a limit of, say, $500,000 or more. Doing that doesn't cost much more, but you get a lot more coverage for your premium that way. Finally, watch out for gimmicks. A lot of companies these days advertise things like disappearing deductibles and accident forgiveness and stuff like that. If it's a free feature, then yeah, okay, go ahead and take it. But some companies, they charge more for those add-ons. I mean, in the end, it's actually kind of a weird marketing tactic anyways, right? These companies are promoting this optional insurance coverage to protect you against the risk that you you might actually need to use their product, that you might need to file a claim, and they're offering you insurance against the risk of having having your rates get jacked up when you actually need their insurance coverage. I mean, it is a bizarre marketing tactic, uh, but it does work. A lot of people think that these types of benefits have value and they really don't have that much value at all. And if for some reason you are having problems with your insurance company, maybe they don't want to pay you, maybe they aren't paying you, contact your state insurance commissioner's office. They're in your corner and you would be surprised at how a company that won't deal with you all of a sudden starts working for you when they get contacted by the state insurance commissioner's office especially in states that have strong uh, consumer protection laws around insurance. Uh, Some states have stronger laws than others. You know, some insurance commissioners have a lot of power over these companies and can really help you to make things right, especially if the insurance company is is breaking the law. And insurance companies often do try to circumvent uh, the laws that are set up to protect us from that type of abuse. Well, Kevin, you gave us a lot to think about and good luck with your daughter because, you know, once she learns how to drive, she's going to want a new car, Dad. Yeah, the car she's going to get is sitting in my driveway right now. Good luck, Meredith. I wouldn't want to learn to drive from your dad. Kevin, be well. We'll talk to you next time. (laughs) Thanks, Herb. Well, that's it for this edition of Consumerpedia. We hope you'll rate this episode and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Remember, we release new episodes every other Thursday. Another way you can support this show is to follow us on Consumerpedia on Facebook and Instagram and at MyConsumerpedia on Twitter. I'm Herb Weisbaum. Thanks for listening. Consumerpedia is a public service of Checkbook.org. We're a unique nonprofit that helps you save money and make smarter choices. You can count on Checkbook to help you find the best services and avoid the worst with local ratings that are accurate and unbiased. If you live in or around these seven cities and haven't joined Checkbook yet, check us out. Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia, Seattle, San Francisco, Minneapolis-St. Paul, and Washington, D.C. To get your free 30-day subscription, go to checkbook.org consumerpedia. If you like what you've heard, we hope you'll become a supporter by using the link at the bottom of the show notes to make a small contribution each month. Consumerpedia, empowering consumers to save money and make smarter choices.